Good morning, children. It is March 13th, 2021. I uh, just pulled into my office parking lot, and then I figured I'd read a little bit of Exodus before I go inside. Today is mostly an office day, which is one of my favorite days. Don't have to meet with any clients. Actually, I got to meet with one potential client, but I like meeting with potential clients, getting to know like a new person, um, seeing if they'd be willing to hire my office. Really looking at her or his case. Today it's a woman from the end, but a kind of a complicated case. So a lawyer might be screwing up um, in uh, Daly City. So, so anyways, I uh, think that today's end song is going to be a little bit of a surprise, but it's actually theologically, it's actually a pretty accurate song about the Exodus. It's actually about the final plague. The death of the firstborn son and this song i and i'll maybe talk more about later but this song i listened to a lot in high school so without further ado <clears throat> i don't like the sound of that to see chapter five afterward moses and aaron went and said to pharaoh thus says the lord the god of israel let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness but pharaoh said who is the lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go. I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people away from their work? Get back to your burdens, and Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, You shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks. As in the past, let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past you shall impose on them. You shall no means reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry, Let us go and offer sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men, that they may labor at it, and pay no regard to lying words. So the taskmasters and the foremen of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get your straw yourselves, wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Complete your work, your daily task each day, as when there was straw. And the foremen of the people of, the Isra of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why have you not done all your task of making bricks today and yesterday as in the past? Then the foremen of the people of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants, yet they say to us, Make bricks, and behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, You are idle, and you are idle. That is why you say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go now and work. No straw will be given you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. The foremen of the people of Israel saw that they were in trouble when they said, You shall by no means reduce your number of bricks, your daily task each day. They met Moses and Aaron, who were waiting for them, as they came out from Pharaoh, and they said to them, The Lord look on you and judge, because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants, and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, why have you done evil to these people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, 
He has done evil to the people, and you have not delivered your people at all. Hang on a second. Let me just blow my nose real quick. I'm just... I love, I love how in the first sight of, of problems, Moses is upset and he thinks God is doing evil when he absolutely is not. He really isn't. But like the first sign of any type of hardship, you know, people lose hope. And I, I want you to really think about that. God literally appeared to Moses and then he immediately loses, loses faith. Or not lose his but he, you know he he's just completely distraught when like the first sign of of um, problems happen. I'm sorry, I'm not very eloquent this morning. Didn't get a lot of sleep, but you know, keep that in mind. I think depression runs in our in both sides of our family, and your mom is pretty hard on herself, and I'm pretty hard on myself, and we're trying very hard for you kids not to learn by example. So don't, you know, take, don't, how am I putting this? One day you're going to be really hard on yourself, and you have to understand that all of the heroes in the Bible, except for one, were not perfect. And Moses is like the biggest hero, not not just um, Christianity, of course Judaism, but he's also considered a prophet in, in Islam. And so Moses is like one of the biggest heroes of the Bible. And even he is saying, you know, he's completely, um, he's, he's completely downtrodden just from the first sign of, um, of problems. What I'm trying to say is you could, don't, don't beat yourself up too much when you make mistakes. That's one of the things you you don't realize. Like going through like typical Sunday school, your Sunday school teachers will say, "Oh, the, all these heroes are just so great." But you know, if you read the Bible, you'd notice that they're they're human. They're just normal people who had greatness thrust upon them, and and a lot of times they screw up. And this is Moses screwing up. He's losing he's losing faith and accusing God of evil, which God is the exact opposite of. <clears throat> Chapter 6. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under your burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So the Lord said to Moses, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? 
for I am uncircumcised, I am of uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads, and now that it's going into the genealogy of Moses and Aaron. These are the heads of their fathers' houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to get all these names completely wrong. I'm not going to pronounce a lot of these right. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, these were the clans of Reuben, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jahin, Zokar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman, these are the clans of Simeon, these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the years of life of Levi being 137 years, the sons of Gershon, Libni, and Shimi, by their clans, the sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel, the years of life of Kohath being 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites according to their generations. Amram. Amram took as his wife Jokshabed, his father's sister, and she, oh, Ugh. and she bore him Aaron and Moses, the years of the life of Amram being 137 years. What is wrong with you, Amram? The sons of Izhar, Korah, and Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel, Mishael, Elphazan, Elizaphan, and Sithra. Sithri. Aaron took as his wife Elisheba, the daughter of Aminadabag, Aminadab, and the sister of Nashan. And she bore him Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, Ithamar. The sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and the Abiasaph. These are the clans of the Korahites. Eliezer, Aaron's son, took as his wife one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phineas. These are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites by their clans. These are the Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, Bring out the people of Israel from the land of Egypt by their hosts. It was they who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing, about, bringing out the people of Israel from Egypt, this Moses and this Aaron. On the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, I am, uh, I am of uncircumcised lips. How will Pharaoh listen to me? I kind of don't know what that means, uncircumcised lips. Let me see. I'll go back to the notes. It's like, Terrible podcasting. I think what Moses is saying is he's got a like a speech disorder, and even the the notes in the MacArthur Bible says uh, Moses' fourth argument is he's 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 focused on his speech disability. Maybe Moses, you know, had a speech impediment. I'll tell you this. I had a speech impediment. I was in speech therapy from kindergarten through fifth grade. I couldn't say my R's and a few other words. And the namesake and the king also have that. I don't think the spy has that, but but uh, but I, I certainly did. Again, Moses is arguing with the Lord, saying he just can't do it. Which, again, it's just just his lack of faith.
eventually we'll get to one of my favorite uh, verses is uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. So, let's go. Chapter 7. And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. I always thought Moses was older. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Prove yourselves by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, and the Lord had said, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning, as he is going out to the water. Stand on the bank of the Nile to meet him, and take in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent. And you shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed. Thus the Lord, thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water that is in the Nile, and it shall turn into blood. The fish in the Nile shall die, and the Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will grow weary of drinking water from the Nile. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, their canals, and their ponds, and all their pools of water, so that they may become blood, and there shall be blood throughout all of the land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. In the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, he lifted up the staff and struck the water in the Nile. And all the water in the Nile turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile died, and the Nile stank, so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them. As the Lord had said, Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take even this to heart. And all the Egyptians dug along the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink the water of the Nile. Seven full days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. Chapter 8. These are all the plagues. How far should I get? Then the Lord said to Moses, Go in to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I... Behold... I'm going to slow down. I will plague all your country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and onto your beds, into the houses of your servants and your people, and into your ovens and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come up on you and your people and all your servants. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the pools, and make frogs come up 
on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same by their secret arts and made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Pretty good magicians. <laughs> uh, then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me, from my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, Be pleased to command me when I... Uh, be pleased to command me when I am to plead for you and your servants and for your people that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses and be left only in the Nile. And he said, Tomorrow, Moses said, Be it as you say so, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs shall go away, and you and your houses and your servants and your people, they shall be left only in the Nile. So Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord about the frogs, as he had agreed with Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields, and they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. The third plague, gnats. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me, or else if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people, and into your house, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms or flies shall be there that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow the sign shall happen, and the Lord did so. There came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the land was ruined by the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It would not be right to do so, for the offering we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God are an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice offerings abominable to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you must not go very far away. Plead for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and, and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked, by, and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people not one remained, but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and did not let the people go. This has ended up just being, it's almost like a, a very, like a poetic um, back and forth between Pharaoh and Moses and God. He sends a plague, now the Egyptians can't do that. Pharaoh realizes Moses is working on behalf of the actual God. Then Pharaoh says, you know, I'll let you go. Then he says, and you know what? I changed my mind. 
chapter nine. I kind of want to get through all the plagues. Let's see how far. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through chapter eleven or chapter nine. <clears throat> Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will fall with a very severe plague upon your livestock that are in the field, the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing of all that belongs to the people of Israel shall die. And the Lord set a time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. And the next day the Lord did this thing. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but not one of the livestock of the people of Israel died. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, not one of the livestock of Israel was dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from the kiln, and let Moses throw them in the air in the sight of Pharaoh. It shall become fine dust over all the land of Egypt and become boils, breaking out in sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from the kiln and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses threw it in the air, and it became boils, breaking out in sores on man and beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils came upon the magicians and upon the Egyptians, uh, the magicians and upon the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on you yourself and you and on your servants and your people, so that you may know that there is none like me in the earth. For by now I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But for this purpose I have raised you up, to show you my power, so that my name, <clears throat> uh, show you that <clears throat> my name, may be proclaimed in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people, and will not let them go. Behold, about this time tomorrow, I will cause very heavy rain, er, hail to fall. Trust has never been in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Now, therefore, send, get your livestock and all that you have in the field into safe shelter for every man and beast that is in the field and is not brought home will die when the hail falls on them. Then whoever feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh hurried his slaves and his livestock into the houses. But whoever did not pay attention to the word of the Lord left his slaves and his livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven so that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt on man and beast and every plant of the field in the land of Egypt. Then Moses stretched out his staff toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran down to the earth, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. There was hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very heavy hail, such as never been in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck down everything that was in the field in all the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and the hail struck down every plant on the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel were, was there no hail? Then Pharaoh sent and called Moses Aaron, uh, and Aaron and said to them, This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right, and I, my, and I and my people are in the wrong. Plead with the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail. I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will stretch out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail. 
so that you may know that the earth is in the is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. And in parentheses it says, The flax and the barley were struck down, for the barley was in the ear and the flax in the bud. But the wheat and the emmer were not struck down, for they are late in coming up. So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and stretched out his hands to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain no longer poured upon the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet again and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people of Israel go, just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. Let's see where we are in the time. 24. I'm, I'm keep going. Sorry, because this is going to be another long one. Chapter 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go in, in to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show the signs of mine among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson how I have dealt harshly with the Egyptians and what signs I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country, and they shall cover the face of the land, so that no one can see the land, and they shall eat what is left to you after the hail, and they shall eat every tree of yours that grows in the field, and they shall fill your houses and your houses of all your servants of all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day they came on this earth. Then he turned and went out from Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not understand that Egypt is ruined? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God, but which ones are to go? Moses said, We will go with our young and our old. We will go with our sons and daughters and with our flocks and herds. For we must hold a feast to the Lord. But he said to them, The Lord be with you, if ever I let you and your little ones go. Look, you have some evil purpose in mind. No, go, the men among you. And serve the Lord, for that is what you are asking. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, so that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every plant in the land, all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt. And the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. When it was morning, the east wind had brought the locusts. The locusts come, came up over all the land of Egypt, and settled on the whole country of Egypt, such a dense swarm of locusts as had never been seen before, nor will ever be again. They covered the, the face of the whole land, so that the land was darkened, and they ate all the plants in the land, and all the fruit of the trees, and all the hail that had left, and all that the hail had left. Not a green thing remained, neither tree nor plant of the field, through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hastily called Moses and Aaron, and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore, forgive my sin, please, only this once, and plead with the Lord your God, not only God, no, plead with the Lord your God, only to remove his death from me, or this death from me. So he went out from Pharaoh and pleaded with the Lord, and the Lord turned the wind into a very strong west wind, which lifted the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not a single locust was left in all the country of Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And he did not let the people of Israel go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be, <clears throat> to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. 
They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from this place for three days. But all the people of Israel had light where they lived. Then Pharaoh called Moses and said, Go serve the Lord, your little ones also may go with you. Only let your flocks and your herds remain behind. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also must go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for we must take of them to serve the Lord our God. We do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Take care never to see my face again. For on the day you see my face, you shall die. Moses said, As you say, I will not see your face again. Chapter 11, and then I'm going to end it with a with a, one of my favorite songs. The Lord said to Moses, Yet one plague more I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from there. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that ask, that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of their neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle, there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there never has been, nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And, <clears throat> and all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. And he went out from the Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. Now, I'm going to end there. We did chapters 5 through 11. I think 30 minutes of just reading the Bible is a good chunk. Love you all. And uh, hopefully I come home later on today because it's Friday. It's date night. I have a good report. I, I took you all individually, and I, I looked you all in the eye before I left for work, and I said, please, give your mom a good day. It's it's very stressful, distance learning. And it's not really going to change much, because this coming Monday, the 15th, it's still, even though you guys are going back to school for like a couple hours a day, twice a week, excuse me, it's still distance learning to me. So, again, in everything, do it for the kingdom and the king.